Hello, hello, hello. This is attorney Ergie E.J. Lee. And attorney Lawana Fell. And welcome to Atlanta Watering Hole. So this is our first episode, so we're asking you to bear with us as we go through this. We have a little outline of how we're going to do this here podcast of the Atlanta Watering Hole, but we are going to discuss a couple different things. We'll talk about some law. We'll talk about the uh, current event. We'll talk about relationships and dating because that's what we're doing presently. And um, we're just going to kick it on this podcast and just kind of share our thoughts and what's happening in the world. Yes. And hopefully you'll enjoy the experience as much as we will. Absolutely. So the first thing we're going to do is a thing I like to call it's a vibe. How do we come up? It's a vibe. Luana is all about a vibe. I'm all about a vibe. All about a vibe. So we want to share those that we feel have given us a vibe, you know, as it relates to whatever. So right now it's a vibe for Georgia for showing up in this presidential election this year. Shout out to you, Georgia, for doing what you had to do, showing up at the polls, whether you were at the polls with your mask or you were at the polls because you sent in your absentee ballot. But the point is, Georgia showed up and showed out, and we turned this state blue. Feeling real blue in here. Feeling real blue in here. So the next thing we need to do, because we don't want to just stop stop and start with the presidential election, we have to give our president the senators that he needs to get things done. So we're encouraging you guys to show up at the polls, whether it's by absentee ballot or going to the polls in person to vote for John Ossoff and Ralph Warnock. Absolutely, absolutely. I can't stress this enough, how important it is um, to vote in every election, whether it be the national, the local, all of that. Um, More importantly, even arguably the local. Absolutely. Um, We tend to show up for the things that get a whole lot of media hype but then not show up so much for the things that are less mentioned. And the fact that it doesn't get that media presence is not by coincidence. Absolutely. I would say it's purposeful. Absolutely. So. Your local election elections matter more, more so than the president because those are the ones that impact you in your communities, in your neighborhood. So we need to be looking at these district attorneys. We need to look at our sheriffs. We need to look at our prosecutors, the judges for sure, to make sure that they are representing us in the way that we would want to be represented and making sure that they're being fair. Ooh, child, one more time for the cheap seats in the back about the judges. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I want you guys to show up at the polls. Don't just start with your press. Start, start and stop with your presidential election. You That's have right. to show up and give us senators. The for president sure. can only do so much. And Biden and Kamala can't do it alone. They can't. They can't. So again, it's a vibe because Georgia showed up, Arizona showed up, Nevada showed up, and President, which is what I call our current president, President. Oh, really? That's cute. I call him the duck. Oh, well, I like (laughs) that too. President the duck is really trying to, I guess, prolong his time, but it's coming to an end. And uh, it's time to get back to some normalcy and some compassion, uh, respect, uh, common sense in the White House because COVID and sold down everything and I'm over it. <laughs> Not a moment too soon. Not man. a moment Gotta too go. soon. Gotta go. What is, Gotta what go. is it he used to say on his show before, you know, back in the day? What was it? The Apprentice? Oh, you're fired. Uh, you're fired. Yeah. Oh my God. You are fired. It's time to go, sir. <laughs> Who it, <laughs> drained. Drained. So, um, the other thing we'd like to discuss, um, shameless plug. Yes, we're both attorneys. And so I just want to give you guys the opportunity to hear about some of the things that we're working on. So 
EJ Lee Law Practice specializes in entertainment and intellectual property, um, primarily copyright and trademark, but patent is up next. So those are some of the things that we will discuss on this episode because, or not necessarily in this episode, but in future episodes, um, to make sure that you guys are moving out here in business in a proactive way and not reactive. Absolutely. And um, following up behind her, I, again, Lawana Fells. Um, I am the owner and managing attorney of the Fells firm, specializing in criminal defense. Um, we also do some landlord tenant disputes and small claim civil suits. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've had my practice for about going on three years and uh, it's never a dull moment. <laughs> so we'll share some highlights and things from our practices and we'll make sure that we post the links. Uh, once you guys get this episode so that you can connect with us if you need to for whatever your need is, we will make sure we take care of you. But we're going to get right into the topic. Um, we're talking about relationships today. And in particular, we're talking about dating. And uh, the topic, the question at hand is how many dates do you go on before you feel like you want to make things official? And uh, who is the first to say whether or not it's official? Should a woman say to a guy, hey, I'm ready to be official with you. I don't want to see anyone else. Or should you wait until that gentleman says that he wants to um, be official? And we kind of just want to get your opinions. And we'll also share our experiences um, because we have heard some differing uh, answers from our own friends and family on the issue. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it would be beneficial for us to do... I guess the introduction of where we are in life first to where they'll know kind of what perspective they're getting. Uh, a little background of who okay, we are. Okay. So I am presently in a relationship, a very good one, I might say. So, um, okay. <laughs> so I, I'm a two mile horn, BB. Um, but it ain't always been like that. You know, it's been, it's been a jungle out here. It's so still a jungle out I am here. thankful that um, I'm not dating in the COVID because I would probably be still chilling in my house with my son telling my telling me I need to go out. So okay, EJ's leaving out a part. Before your relationship, you were single. I was or... single. I, can you really go tell me? You want me to throw out a number? <laughs> I, okay, so if we count law school. I was single for almost 10 years. Almost 10 years. Almost 10 years. Okay. And so now you've been in a relationship for almost... I've been in a relationship for a little over a year. Okay. So. And then I um, am currently single out here in the jungle. In the... Swinging from the branches. The watering hole. That's why we got this name. (laughs) Swinging from the branches. And when EJ first met me, I think the first year of our friendship, I was single. And then the second year and every year after that, I was in a long-term relationship. Um, Yeah. And now once she finally got in one, I'm back out here. Um, That's a little, yeah. But I mean, that's the short version. Of course, you'll get more insights into who we are and, you know, a little bit about our personal life, but that's the short end of it. So, because this could be an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So to jump back into your question about, um, how many dates? Yeah, how many dates? Who asks first? What, what say you? Okay, so if I'm going based upon my own personal experiences, um, I believe there really is not a set number. Um, my boyfriend and I, we have been talking for quite a few weeks um, before we actually went out on our first date. Um, but we had a really great first date, you know, so 
we met up, I think it was probably like maybe seven in the evening and the date did not end till like one o'clock in the morning. So mm. um, we went and we got food, we got pho. I love pho. People, most people are gonna say pho if you don't know the correct saying of pho, but that's just, that was our first date. And we actually went to this ice cream place after we left the pho spot. And when we went inside the building, it smelled like somebody had died in there. Oh, <laughs> right. Okay. So we, it was like immediate when you go inside in and you do a beeline back out the door. It well, so it smelled like death in the ice cream. Death. And so we said, I said, uh-uh, we're not going in here. It was a it was a no-name spot, you know, a hole in the wall kind of ice cream place. It wasn't one that had a, you know, that you would know of. So we ended up leaving from that spot and we went to Brewster's. Okay. Now Brewster's didn't have that going on, you know. So we got ice cream, we sat in the car and we talked for hours. Okay. And so by our second date. Um, my boyfriend had asked me to be exclusive and I, I, I was not expecting for him to ask me that I was surprised, but I was not dating anyone else at the time. And it's a vibe. We are about vibes here. I felt good about where the relationship could go. And so I said, fuck it. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, you go to the hole in the wall ice cream shop that smells like dead bodies and it's a whole vibe. It's a vibe. Y'all survived, and from that, <laughs> there was a connection. Uh, hey, I, I don't know what else to say. That it, From that moment on, and we have been rocking and rolling. Has there been some rock? Well, of course, because that's what relationships are absolutely, about. Absolutely. So you're not going to if you If you said that nothing was going on in your relationship, like it's always perfect and roses, I, yeah. I know you lying. Yeah. Somebody lying. So did you have any reservation? when he asked you at first, like, oh, this is too soon, or wow, this is crazy, or it was just, you know, the vibe is here, and I'm 100% all in. Initially, I was, I did think, I was like, it's too soon for him to be asking me, but at the same time, I don't know, he looked dead into my eyes, and I just felt oh, like, like no, I, the you, eyes, you know, you the eyes, to my soul. On top the of, to I the am soul. a sucker for hazel eyes, I don't know what it is, so I was just like, See, okay. And I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> I hate like creepy color eyes. I think it's because when I was young, um, and the thriller video came out, okay. you know, at the end when yes. Michael Jackson's eyes yes. started, it scarred me. It's for life. Oh wow. <laughs> so now I'm like, don't look at me that long and don't look at me with that intensity Ooh. if your eyes are a weird color. Okay. And when people were doing the color contact thing. Mm. Absolutely hated it. You hated it. I've, no. I've never liked it because you can always tell when someone's eyes aren't aren't their real eyes. It just it looks fake to me. I so people it. staring at you with like the death stare doesn't make you uncomfortable. Well, of course it does, uh, but I, but it also <laughs> depends on the I the, mean the context as to why somebody is staring at me with the okay. death eyes. But again, there was something about a sincerity in How his eyes and when he asked him, asked me. Clearly, he felt something. And knew that this was gonna work because here we are a year and a half later and we're still rocking and rolling. That's so. awesome. And it's something to be said about, you know, assurance and a man who like knows what he, he wants. I think that plays a large part in it. When someone else looks at you and they have that that sureness of like, you know, I right. I know this is what I want. I think right. that's kind of sexy. And it was pre-COVID. <laughs> so you know, it seems like as you will probably, you know, go on and say at the longer into this episode about dating before COVID versus dating in the middle of COVID. There seems to be, you know, something that has shifted in the atmosphere in the way that people are interacting with each other. And so um, I, I can attest that I feel like 
my relationship wasn't based upon any sense of, of, of urgency, if that makes sense. Okay. Now, so I agree for the most part that it is a vibe. There's no time limit that you can put on it for when it's going to feel right. Um, you know, if someone says, let's make this official, I don't want you seeing anyone else. I agree. I agree. Even if it's one date, five dates, whatever. Um, the issue becomes more so for me, it's like when one person is sure and the other person's not so sure. Mm. And mm. I, I was mentioning to you before that I think like a whole shift has happened in the dating scene as far as like how that works. Back in the day, you know, women were... Um, putting it all in, putting all their eggs in one basket, laying all their cards on the table, looking for, you know, Leroy, who's going to go to work Monday through Friday, bring the check home, pay the bills, and everything was everything, right? you know, and now we have what <laughs> the guy that I'm talking to, he always mentions it as the city girls culture. Oh, wow. He's like, you know, y'all got new role models out here. Mm. You're no longer, <laughs> you know, you're no longer looking at the people you were looking at before as your role models. Now you have city girls and Meg the Stallion and they're out here telling you date, get that barking, get that dinner, get this, get that. Mm. You got options. Mm. And so I think there's just a little shift. In well, maybe, maybe it was because we as women, would go off assumptions. If you're spending time with a guy, you're not seeing other people, you assume that y'all was together. You know, so you're doing everything that couples would be doing. And then somebody pulled a rug under from under you and say, oh, well, we're not in a relationship. I never asked you to be my girlfriend. Even though you've been doing all this relationship stuff, y'all mm -hmm. fucking, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just going to keep it straight. 100, we grown. So we grown. See, we grown. The no. point is... <laughs> Fucking, and the next thing you know, old dude be like, oh, well, we ain't together. Well, I never was a person, and I'm like a little weird. EJ tells me all the time, like, I'm weird. And that's true. That's fine. Um, I never assume anything. Because I was always saw assumptions make an ass out of you and me. And you might want to watch Well, I've been an ass her too many times, so I just... <laughs> Now you're gonna have to reassure you're gonna have to tell me, you know how he did the dump stare and he looked you dead. Right. Dead I, 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 I need you to look at me dead and tell me. But before that, I had made it clear to him that I there were certain things that were not going to be on the table if I wasn't in a relationship. Because I know how I move. I know how I operate. If I'm feeling you and we at my place or we at your place, all legs going up. So I'm just not. <laughs> Gonna be out here assuming nothing. I need to know before we go out here because I don't want to be coming and slash somebody tires, which I would never do. But I think about it. And so speaking of Shoot. legs going up, that brings me back to dating and the COVID. So I know that I have, you know, my opinion of what it's been like and how real the struggle has been dating in the quarantine. But I'm curious to know what new relationships kind of how would like what they went through once this happened because you mm. know you could have just say for instance you just started a relationship with someone in november or december and then come march now i'm stuck in the house with you 24 7 and so what i thought i liked about you after i see it every day i might not like it so much and and what kind of strain and stress does that put right. on your relationship and does right. it suck away that whole this is new. This is exciting. Right. I see you when I want to mm -hmm. versus I see you, you know, because I have to. Right. Well, um, it becomes a whole different. Again, my boyfriend and I, um, 
we live together. And um, tell them when you COVID. Tell them when you okay. So we all right, all right, okay, okay, okay. So we met in September of 2019. By the end of September, we were a couple. By January, we moved in together. And so two months after that, we were well into COVID, right? So um, folks were working from home, but um, where he was working at the time, um, was not that far from our home. And so he was not at home, you know, the majority of the time during this whole, when this first popped off, we did have time to be apart. So we weren't necessarily on top of each other. However, um, we have children. And so, um, his kids do not live here, um, in Georgia where we are. Um, and so they came for the summer. And so again, it was challenging trying to manage, um, the kids and, um, you know, there's a time when, of course, you're you're meshing as a couple and then trying to figure out how your parenting styles are different. That was, a you know, a challenge. Like I said, if you are in a relationship for any length of time and you make it seem like it ain't it had some some snafus, you are kidding yourself and you're lying. Let's just be clear. We had some snafus. We had some things that we needed to work out. We just it wasn't enough communication. We needed to be talking about how we're going to manage the kids. What's the expectations for the kids? uh chores all those different things and so those things definitely came up and you know just going out the house you got to make sure everybody has on a mask you gotta you know it's hot as shit outside so i mean it's a lot going on we did uh we tried to keep the kids occupied in terms of um we did some family things together and um the youngest was at daycare during the day um and then we would get him in the afternoon and still rock out and everything but we got but again, it was it was definitely a challenge during COVID because you just couldn't move right. the way you normally did. You got a taste of what it feels like to be a stay at home mom. I did, oh, and working, but working, <laughs> I'm still working because I, I'm. It seems <laughs> like when you're working from home, you're probably working more than you did when you were in the office. It was one. Of, it's with you twenty four seven. 24 7 24/7. and then you have this whole guilt trip when you don't log on you're like man i really could have been getting some work done because there's nothing stopping me nothing keeping me from it like how i could blame it on traffic before right can't really absolutely do that it's just absolutely. like all right we're gonna give you this 24 hour window to work and i'm like yeah but you know they just added girlfriends on netflix and listen that's what here. i'm trying to do listen <laughs> here I, i'm telling you right now i didn't binge the many a show yes. working from home if you will quote unquote so we want to hear from you guys. We're going to post a question of how many dates you think um, you need to go on before you can really make a decision on um, whether to be exclusive and who is to ask. My opinion is that you kind of let a man lead a relationship in terms of asking you the question. Of course, I'm going to have a, a deadline in my mind of when I expect him to ask, but I'm not going to be the one to ask and say, hey, I'm, I'm ready to be exclusive with you because I believe when a man is ready is when he asks. Same thing with marriage. Don't You will not catch me on my knees. Absolutely now, not. You know, my mom met someone on the bus the other day and she was telling me how he had on two wedding bands. He had one on, you know, his ring finger on his left hand and one on the right hand. And she was like, you know, you married? What? Like, what, what, what's going on with your hands? And she said that he told him, uh, she, he told her, it, it's not a wedding band, it's a promise ring. Oh, and what? she was like, oh, okay, that's cute. So you gave your girlfriend, he was like, no, my girlfriend gave me the promise ring. Mm. 
And my mama was like, absolutely not. You know, my mom from the old school. She absolutely. was like, is that what y'all doing out here? I was like, no, nah, I don't know what they're doing out here, but I've never purchased a promise ring and given it to a man. And what am I promising him exactly? That I'm going to propose? I don't know. I mean, are women too independent? Judge, lest ye not be judged. However the saying goes, I'm not judging. If okay. you want to be out here, you know, sister soldier, I-N-D-E, you know, in control of your own destiny, you meet a man and you just don't want to pass up on it. I've heard stories of how they just go for it and get what they want. And I'm a person that believes that it's somebody for everybody. And so there are some men that are just very, very reserved and just very shy and they're not going to move till you tell them to move. They don't, you know, whatever. Mm. So sometimes having a woman that I guess takes the lead or takes the bull by the horns is what they need. However you get to your happiness, hey, the goal is to get there. As for me and my house, I'm not with it. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to need you to tell me what it is, what you want it to be. I can't I can't go off of assumptions. And so, right. yeah. I'm and that's, that. that's pretty, you know, there's already a stigma and a an assumption that comes with us being lawyers. Oh, um, gosh. Being let's a talk great, about Let's that. talk about that for a little while. I, most of you, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, have been watching the show. Uh, what is it? Ready to Love? Ready to Love. I was, yeah. I was telling Luana that I knew a couple of the contestants on the first season of that show. And um, I knew one of the gentlemen that was on the show from a dating group that I was in. I can't think of the name of it. And I'm not even about to plug them because it became a whole mess. That's that's a whole nother story. But the point is, <laughs> um, he was on this show and uh, he kind of was in the background and just expecting to win on his good looks. And he was voted off the show on the first episode. So, and so was the female lawyer. Female lawyer. So that brings me to the next point about, you know, lawyers. Again, there's a certain level of... Um, uh, again, stigma, especially as a black woman. If you're a black woman attorney, you're expect you, a lot of times they, we come off as aggressive. We're leading with our profession, our degrees, money, things like that. Um, but if it was popping like that, you wouldn't be on the show called Ready to Love. So that's just my thoughts. I mean, I just feel like we always are portrayed in such a negative light. Like even if you take it outside of reality shows and take it back to sitcoms, Girlfriend. Yeah. Um, Joan was a complete nutbag. Um, oh Molly God. on Insecure, Nutcase. Yes. Oh my God. It's just always this thing. Either we're angry, um, overly obsessed with finding a man because we're lonely that meets a and list. we're emasculating him. You have a list that if he not crossing off every box yeah. on that list, something uh, wrong with him. We like to argue. I mean, it's just always something. And then, oh, this is like my least favorite part of the dating experience. I like legit am about to start telling people I'm a substitute teacher or some shit because I'm over it. The moment I tell someone I'm an attorney, right, we'll be on a date. It can be the most obscure, random thing. Like, oh, um, I love those pumas you got on your feet. And I say, yeah, the pumas are dope. Like, okay, yeah, I thought these were cute. Well, you should know because you a lawyer. And I'm like, what the hell does me being a lawyer have to do with these shoes? Right. You know, like, it's just they tie everything back into that. You can't disagree because in the moment you disagree with something, you're arguing because mm. you a lawyer. And I'm just like, sir, I don't want to argue with you. Right. I get paid to argue. Right. This ain't some shit I'm trying to do recreationally. Right. I don't, that's right. not where I'm going with this. And a lawyer does not an expert make. Like, I'm not, being a lawyer doesn't mean 
I'm an expert in everything. And the certain doesn't mean you're rolling in the money like that either. And oh, even if I please. was rolling in the money, I would like to assume, Laura, and maybe you can give me the opportunity that I wouldn't be thinking that my shit don't stink or that I'm going to be treating people like I'm better than them simply because I got a degree and passed the bar on the first try of my ad. But the point is, I'm not... <laughs> The, I did that's that that's like that. That's the reason that's like they do. Because she just did that. I'm just saying. It's too much. Uh, it, that is hard work, but again, it's not the totality of who I am. Right. It I can do something else. Me. It does not define me. I don't lead with that. I want people to see me as Ergy EJ first before you ever see me as a lawyer because it's a profession. It's not again, it's not the totality of who I, I am. I have lie. so many I, you absolutely You've ever you've t- lied and told someone you did something else for a living? Oh well, no. I what did I, I I just didn't even put it on my profile. I just and of course, if they asked me, I would say that you I was a lawyer. Told I told them I was a lawyer. I didn't lie and say that I did something else. However, I didn't put it on my dating profile. Oh, it's not on any of my profiles because anywhere. there was a, an assumption that came with it. Um and I got tired of it. No, so I'm just trying to base how far this lie will go and if it'll work out for me. Cause you know, I so, think I told someone. I so as of right now, one of the guys that you're dating <laughs> thinks you're not a lawyer. No, everyone right now knows that I'm a lawyer. But the only time I told someone, yeah, the only time I told someone, I think I told them I was like a teacher or something, and uh, you know, we were having a conversation at dinner, and then I was like, oh yeah, I had to go to court today. It just slipped out, right? Um, but like, I'm going to court to help somebody, obviously, not right. to help myself. And he right. like gave me the side. I like, um, what you going to court for? A traffic ticket? And you know, I was like, yeah, yeah. Right. That's it. I right. was speeding. I was doing, you know, I was doing eighty-five and a six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just didn't come off well because I don't lie. I mean, I can, I can lie, but it just was. I don't think I did a good job. Needless mm. to say, there wasn't a second date. Oh, so I didn't have to keep that oh, lie up. Yeah. And that's the part, right? That's right. the problem for me lying. Mm. Not that, you know, I can't tell the lie. It's the fact that I have to keep up with this lie. Right. And right. I will say that about being an attorney. It can consume a large portion of your life. And the natural thing as a human is to want to discuss that, especially right. if you get serious with someone. And you can yes. never tell. Like, Absolutely. you can meet somebody in the beginning. And if you start on a shaky foundation or you start on a lie, it's a downward slope from there yeah. if you really do like the person. Right. And so that's why I'm just like, oh, shit, I got to tell them. But I don't necessarily always want to. Hmm. So I'm noticing something. We are recording on Anchor. And I just want to make sure it says something about you can record for 30 minutes max. So we are oh. at the 26 mark. So I just want to make sure because I know we will go on and on and on. And before you know it, we didn't been an hour and realized we didn't record the rest of it. So I just want to make sure oh, yeah, that I'm mindful of the time. The last time. <laughs> right. Like, uh-uh, we're not doing that. But again, yeah. we want to hear from you guys. Um, what do you think? What has been your experience as it relates to how many dates you have gone on before you made it official in a relationship, whether you're still in that relationship or in relationships prior? Um, it has been my experience that most of my relationships, the guys asked. And then there was only one time, I think, where there was an assumption about us being together. But other than that, since I've been in my 30s, uh, I am 37. Um, my son actually just turned 17 today. Happy birthday, Darren. I love you. Woo! I just cannot believe it. Um, yeah, I was out here in the streets a little bit early. Out here. Out here. And then I, I the, the child no slowed me down. So no, she ain't been in no I ain't she been in the streets. Listen, she don't know what I was doing. I do. She don't know me back in the day. I was out here. 
But I, I slowed my ass down. Baby, EJ's definition of out here. <laughs> she don't know what it was not, back then. She don't the know what it was you, back then. You wasn't, you wasn't in the gym shooting with me. So you don't know. You don't Girl, know. you were playing paddle ball. Right. Stop. Okay, yeah, I was playing paddle ball. <laughs> that's what they called it. <laughs> and that's how I got a Darren. So. Again, remember there's a shift. What was out here then is not what's out here now. You are absolutely you correct. But I will say, at the end of the day, when it comes to relationships, do not move when it comes on assumptions. You need to be clear on whatever it is you're doing. Honey, I always say ain't nothing like a good understanding. That's one of yeah. my famous last yeah. words. Because dudes like, will flip it on you every single time. Or people in general. I'm not going to just say that it's all on dudes or it's all on women. People in general um, tend to... Uh, if you let an assumption just roll, they're going to roll with it as long as you let them. People are only going to do what we allow them to do. So we just need to be clear about what our boundaries are. So. Yeah, well, I feel a little, I feel bad because I didn't share like where I'm currently at with that and how my situation relates. The guy I'm talking to, you know, asked me. Oh, well, we got more episodes said, to do. We should be together. And oh. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, well, I'm not ready. Well, well, so. okay. well, maybe we need to save this episode and we'll do a part two because I feel like we need to hear this story. Yeah. We I definitely need to hear this story and then we'll end with that. Oh, that we're gonna we do have a, part a mutual two. friend who shall remain nameless, but we'll tell her story. Oh, okay. We're gonna give her I a nickname. Her story falls in line with the whole time window timeline thing. Got it, got mm-hmm. it, got it. And women, um, some of yes, we're on these timelines. That's gonna be another topic for another episode. Um but yes, so kind of both. We're going to record another episode. It'll probably be shorter. Um, and we'll go ahead into some story time. So we're gonna come back with the Atlanta ATL watering hole. Watering hole. Watering hole. Oh, we need to tell the story how we came up with watering hole anyway. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna Bye, come guys. back. All right, we're coming back. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. And this is part two of the Atlanta watering hole. The watering hole. I got to let y'all know. I am buzzed now, okay? And uh, this is the second part of the first episode. We really enjoyed just listening to the playback of our first part of this episode. And so we figured we needed to do a little bit more. Um, Hopefully we can keep this to about an hour, uh, but bear with us because like I said, we just listened to the playback and we enjoyed it and we think you guys will too. Um, And so we're going to do a little bit of story time. Story time? Story time. <laughs> There's story time because like we said, we've been talking about um, timelines and how many dates you go on before someone is ready to make a move on being exclusive. And dating in the quarantine. And if dating in the quarantine. If there's a difference between what it was like dating before the, the quarantine and as we're still trying to make it through this pandemic because it seems like um, people are moving with a sense of urgency. And we're not sure if it's genuine or is it because of the pandemic that people are making like quick decisions? Yeah, not going to lie. I mean, you have two totally different perspectives here. EJ is has become an instant stay at home mom, you know. <laughs> I don't know if I would call it all that. I mean, merging all of the children and the two families together. And then I'm out here. Out. Here, but in there at the same time because you can't go anywhere. You can't go anywhere. So it's um, two totally different perspectives, but both have been quite interesting, I would say, now that the COVID happened. And I think, you know, I look at the pandemic as one of those things that was painful, but yet necessary. Yes, absolutely necessary yeah. to show that our president does not know what the hell he's doing and is incompetent. Well, 
Um, that's not my president, so I don't know what to say. I mean, he ain't my president like, either. But if ever there was a time to really show that he cannot handle when there are serious situations that he used to uh, criticize Obama for, this is definitely the the time that has showed us that he cannot handle um, when we need a leader. Was there ever a question? I mean, I mean, it was a question for everybody else. It wasn't a question for us. We already knew. Child. We already I, I steer clear. I we steer clear. Knew. But I mean, again, if ever, if the stars could align to show people that he was not equipped, ill-equipped, this was it. This was it. Okay. So, so yet again, painful yet necessary. So we're going to stick with, because this is a continuation of the first, yes. we're going to stick with our same, our same topic. Um, but like I said, we're going to go into a story time of a date that uh Luana went on that no, um we were supposed to tell them about the third party who is going to remain oh oh okay I forgot so <laughs> we're going to share story time of one of our mutuals but we're going to give her a nickname and we have chosen Eva don't ask why it's just Eva it's from okay? the movie deliver us from Eva. deliver us from Eva okay, give the people the backstory okay fine give, give why the um, why so I was I was trying to come up with a name okay this is a mutual friend and i was trying to come up with a name and i said to ej who's the angriest black woman you know um in movie or a tv and she says uh who's the lady from <laughs> from norbit <laughs> and i'm like we're not gonna call this lady respucia that will not be what we do on here today so we went with eva because we went eva, with eva. if you if you've ever seen deliver us from eva um, Gabrielle Union played the character and she was just very upset. Like, what she, are you mad about today? She was, do this? She was like, doing a lot. Mad about? She was doing a lot. And so, so this person continues to do a lot. I love her to death. <laughs> love and her dearly. We are love gonna reconnect. Dearly. We are gonna reconnect. <laughs> but, we love her dearly, but yes. she does the absolute most. The absolute so most. anyway, the story. The story. Um, she was talking to this guy. Um, and you know. They seem to hit it off really well. They went on several dates. Um, she's a big birthday person. Which Absolutely. Coincidentally, so am I. Mm -hmm. um, so he showed up to her birthday, you know, kind of drove her there, swinging on her arm, kind of letting her friends and homies and family know, like, hey, I'm present. I'm here. And, you know, that says something to certain women. Yes. You show up in front of my friends and my family. My birthday party? Listen yeah. here. You show up to the birthday party. We together. We together. We is okay. together. Okay. So... <laughs> But all be that said, all of that being said, they never had the conversation um, about whether or not they were exclusive. Mm -hmm. Flash forward six more months. They still in this thing. Six whole more months. Six whole more months. They're um, in this what I would call situationship. Situationship. It's, we're here. We're fucking, as EJ likes to say. I'm a little more. Raw. Let me. Let me <laughs> I'm a little. Raw. I'm a little less ratch, so I would say they out here doing it. Don't let her fool do. you talking about some she a little less ratch. <laughs> she might use a different word, but what do I usually say? I don't I know. Say do I say fucking? I might. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, they was they was, you know, doing it. Doing, doing it. it and doing, doing it well. well. <laughs> doing Doing it frequently. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. They're doing all of the things, you know, that a couple would typically do. I mean, right. she told me a story about how they were at the movies. Right. And he, like, sips from her drink. And oh, she no. Was, oh, we sharing a We shot. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
uh, you know, we're sharing straws, all mm-hmm. of that. He's been you are mine. Home. If we share and spend, come on well, now, sir. Apparently not. Mm-hmm. That's not how that works. Mm-hmm. Anywho, um, she had been to his home. He had been to hers. You know, and we in this thing right. for over a year. Right. And you know, she reaches out to me and she's like, "Lawana, I just think." I don't understand what we're doing here. Do you feel it like I should have the conversation with him about whether or not we're going to be monogamous, like whether or not we're together? Right. And I'm like, oh, yeah. If it if it moves you in your spirit to say, hey, it's what the, are we doing? As we have been saying a lot it's on a this podcast, it, it's a vibe. If the vibe is telling you okay. that y'all are supposed to be exclusive or at least have the conversation, Come you on. need to be moved. Come on. Move. It's, it's, it's like the old folks say, let them use you. So if if the spirit moves you, let him use. Let him that's use what you. I said. So yeah. that, that, that was my, you know, uh, advice to her. And so she has the conversation, guys. And apparently the conversation didn't go so well. Well, I, we weren't in the room, so we don't know exactly. Oh, please put that the delivery. We don't know on it because again, it's all in your delivery. It's not always what you say. It's how how you, say you say it from, so from two lawyers. That's from what you heard. Okay, so I don't know what how she said it or her presentation. It's all in your presentation. If you Correct. if you giving me a steak on a trash can top. I, I I don't know if I'm gonna be able to receive it right. I depend. How juicy is the steak? Cause I'm like, <laughs> I'm really giving her the side eye because she know damn well if somebody put a steak oh. on a trash can top, she not fucking eating it. I Quit mean, playing with me. I don't know. Okay, sis. Whatever. Okay, you ain't that damn right, hungry. Right. Quit playing. Quit playing. Now here you. So again, we don't know her delivery. However. What she said was, yes, what she said was she just asked him, you know, casually, no pressure, sir. Just want to know, are we exclusive? When are we taking this thing to the next level? Um, And I was told his response was, you know, I'm not out here actively seeking anything, but I want to remain single. I want to have that option to meet new people and do new things. And I don't want to limit myself. Mm. So you know, mm. of course that caused a shit storm mm-hmm. because now she's saying like, well, hey, I've kind of been putting my eggs all in this basket without telling you that I'm putting my eggs all in this basket, and now this is a signal to me that I need to fall the fuck back. Um, flash forward, it's this whole thing of you know how you can be on a roller coaster and it's a really hard ride to get off of. Mm-hmm, you know, we've mm-hmm. been doing these things like you said, legs are in the air. We're moving as though we're together. And then all of a sudden we hit this hard wall where I find out you're not operating under the same mental pretense that I'm operating under. Mm-hmm. You out here for these streets. The streets. And I'm out here for you. And that's why it's never safe to assume. But with all that being said now, you know, I've invested a year. And just to give another little backstory, the person we're talking about I ain't no spring chicken. No. I mean, no. you know, not one foot in the grave or I mean, at this point, she's going to probably, not, hopefully okay. she's going to be listening to this podcast because I feel like <laughs> somebody's going to get some phone calls. It might get cussed out. It won't be me. It won't be. But, a, well, it won't be the first time and it won't be the last. You I mean, know, you, know, you know, I know, mean, okay. you have to know us to know who we're talking about. So at the end of the day, I still feel like this is a not. But you it know. is, and it could be anybody's situation. Honestly. And at the end of the day, we're trying to inspire some people to wake up. And you know, again, the whole point is to avoid assumptions. Once you know what it is, at that point, you either choose to stay in it because you're making a choice, or you choose to get out and make another uh, decision. Well, it's really hard. So that's the whole point of introducing the story because I'm saying, you know, hey, I've done this, and then there's a certain thing as you know 
to the manner in which I've become accustomed. Once I'm accustomed to coming to your house every weekend, sipping from your straw, cooking for you, cutting other people off for you, now I gotta come to a hard stop. You know, that's easier said than done, especially for females, I think, especially for people who are creatures of habit, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, my advice would be that you have to cut it all the way off. Like there's no in between. Mm-mm. You know, maybe you can revisit it a couple of months later when you've gotten accustomed to a new routine. Mm-hmm. But you cannot say, oh, okay, we're going to stop doing what we were doing, but I'm going to still, you know, dibble and dabble and talk to you here and there. I just know what it is. No, you mm-hmm. know what it is mentally, but your body don't know what it is physically. Like right. you're still in that. And right. it's, it's hard for you to detach. And so as we were saying on the previous episode, that's where I said, you know, the discrepancy and the issues come into play when one person is ready to make it exclusive and the other person is not. Right. And then how do you bridge that gap? And my my idea or my opinion on the matter is when one person is ready, ready, and the other person is not ready, ready, and there's history there, the moment there becomes a friction, like a gravitational pull, like mm-hmm. you're ready to go forward and I'm clearly not, or you're ready to go forward and I'm standing still, I'm stagnant. Okay, we gotta let this go because it's gonna turn into resentment mm. if we don't. Mm. Um, and interestingly enough, so I'll make it personal now. Okay, another story as well, but no, this no, no, one's, no. No, I mean, yeah, I guess it is a story. When, but this time we're focusing on the one. Well, okay. There's, there's a story that EJ is waiting for me to give. Uh, listen, we're that's not talking not about this story. That's I'm not the ta- story. No, I'm okay. Currently talking to a guy, and I really, really like him. Okay. Um, but he told me on the first date that he was ready to shut this down, like down. make it official. Mm. So, guys, um, I'm 29, and he is 35. And he explained to me, you know, on the first date, like, hey, you know, we ain't got to look no further. This is it. This is it right here. We can go ahead, seal the deal. And you know how EJ says she got the depth stare. I guess I got some stare. I didn't get the depth stare. It was a sincerity stare. I just mean that I feel like when, um, when anyone looks into your eyes, there's a seriousness level to me. Nah, it wasn't a death stare. I don't want somebody to be like, I want to be with you. But with a death stare, there was a different type. It was a different type of stare. It was a sincerity. There was a genuineness in Aww, someone's eyes. That's, that's definitely so not. beautiful. Listen, you're not about to get me crying. I'm you're not. you not. But I felt it. I felt it like a thug tear coming out. You felt I, it? I felt it just that's, a little see, bit. That's beautiful. Just, so I'm pulling it back. Okay. I'm pulling it back. But all I'm saying, I don't want nobody to death stare at me talking about, I want to be with you. No, that, that's not it. That's not, I mean, that that's sounds beautiful. creepy. That's beautiful. It was, it was definitely, you know, to where I felt a sense of sincerity, calmness okay. and genuineness and that this was, this was a good decision. And I have not regretted it since. So, you know. Amen. Yeah. Maybe I'm jaded because I, you know, I see people sit on the stand all day with me dead in my face a lot. So I guess maybe I take everything with a grain of salt. That could be, you know, a blessing or a curse. As we said on the prior episode, <laughs> Luana is criminal defense, so she's in court all the time. Your girl EJ is transactional. Okay. Yeah. I have yeah. one little taste of court and I don't want to go back. Okay, so I'm going to be the proactive lawyer that's going to keep your ass out of court 
Yes. Versus being in there because yes. I'm gonna send you to somebody else. And I ain't doing it. I'm the somebody else. You get in there and you're lying to my face. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what. Maybe that's why I am partially the way I am. Um, but yeah. So the guy we get on our first day. We have been talking, you know, for a couple of weeks before we went out. And we will give him a nickname. What is the nickname for this gentleman? Jake from State Farm. Jake from State Farm. Okay. <laughs> so yes, I go out on the date with Jake from State Farm. I'm really, you know worry because hey first dates off of the app boy it gets it gets real in the field you can walk in you can be and i tell people all the time i've been hat fish catfish fat fish and everything in between <laughs> I you name it i've been there saying that song. oh my god so he walks in mm-hmm. and he looks like his profile looks like his picture you know not giving me any weird vibes doesn't look like because we're all about a vibe over here all about a vibe um you know I'm, so, we, i feel like before you go into the story We've been talking about vibes, but at the same time, we call this show, this podcast, The Watering Hole. And I feel like we kind of need to give some context, and then we'll come back to the story. Okay. Watering Hole came from, we were at uh, J.R. Crickets. We, yes, were, we were. We were at yes. J.R. Crickets. We're sitting at the bar. And somehow, we were both actively dating at the time. Shout out to J.R. Crickets, by the way. I think it's black owned. Yes, it is. And the wings is popping. Pop yes, it was. In. We're sitting at the bar, and there's a gentleman that comes up to the bar. And somehow, we end up in a conversation talking about dating. And he made the comment about dating being the watering hole and for some reason that just clicked to us that just oh, clicked to us it could have been the the, the many many drinks it, <laughs> it might have been i don't know but for some reason the watering hole stuck because at that time we were both out here you know i'm just dabbling my toe yeah or whatever as, as it relates to dating though. you know because hell before full disclosure i am from detroit michigan my mother was born in savannah so we used to come to georgia as a kid all the time and i knew uh, while I was in law school that I did not want to stay in Michigan. Too cold. I can't do it. The winters last too long. But anywho, I end up in Atlanta. But one of the first things that people used to tell me before I came to Atlanta that I needed to define a man before I moved here about supposedly, you know, there's so many gay men, men on the down low. And I don't know if it psychologically or, you know, subconsciously scared me from dating for a little while. Um, but it was really my son that kind of pushed me. It was like, I used to do a lot of things with my child. I only have one kid, one son. And um, he was just like, mom, I, I, you need to get a boyfriend. So I, I don't know. So for some reason, it just kind of clicked in my head. Okay, maybe I'm doing a, a little bit too much as far as being a mom is concerned. And I need to have an identity outside of that. And so that is how I ended up in the watering hole. DJ is lying. What? You understand that she and I had a conversation. And it oh was God. like an act of Congress. To get her wow. out of her house. Really? An act of Congress? Seriously? Act of Congress. She was living wow. in Grayson, Georgia. Yes, which I you was. guys may not know, but let me just explain to you. It's the boondock. <laughs> the booty. The it is the booty. And she's like, you know, I this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want. But I just pray God send them to me, honey, because I'm not getting out here. And I said, well, you want to date a delivery <laughs> Do You want to date the pizza man? Or a, a mother? Like, Absolutely not. And I'm like, okay, well, how is he going to find you? Is he going to come to your door? You know what the word says? Faith without works is dead. It's dead. And that, that whole principle she explained to me, honey, was dead, dead. dead I told dead. her, I said, you better get out here in these streets. So Ooh. all of that that she told you that sound real cute and real funny and so, so sweet that her, <laughs> her son put her out here. But really, 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 
it was a conversation from her friend that's a little too oh, pushy. Well, maybe it was I a couple different things. Friend. It was my son and it was my friends who are saying to me, you know, don't waste the golden years that you have. Get your ass out here. He's not finna fall for he, the ceiling. He ain't coming to Grayson. He ain't coming to Grayson. <laughs> you know, he wasn't in Grayson at the time. That's for sure. Even if he is, how he gonna find you in the house? <laughs> true. That's true. Well, I mean, I wasn't always oh. in the house. I stayed in the gym. I it was oh, a. But remember the supermarket story and the, the gym story? story? What was the supermarket? Wait, listen, we don't have enough Pat time. In the hair? We, oh, <laughs> we don't have enough. Oh, That's gonna... for another episode. Oh, we're we need get to there. get back into the the storyline. Okay, so we didn't already talked about the man at Jr. Crickets though. Okay, the so the he, JR Cricket in terms said, of the watering hole. Correct. We asked him specifically, why is dating so hard out here? And his response to us was, it's not that hard. You just have to find your watering hole. And that spoke to my soul. Because you know what I it thought It was about? a vibe. I thought about a scene from The Lion King. Yes, we did. He said, my sisters, you, do you realize that every type of animal comes to the watering hole? And they have to get that water. <laughs> The water. They got to get that water because we're all thirsting for the same thing. Yes. Essentially. True. Right? True. But when you True. come to the watering hole, the water when hole. it's your hole, the hole, and it's your time to feast on the water, you're going to be got, you're going to get got by the right thing. You're going to be the alligators at the watering hole, lions at the watering hole, antelopes at the watering hole, zebras at the watering hole, birds at the watering hole, lions in the watering hole. Come on. So you just want to make the anteater at the watering hole. And if you an ant, you put yourself in the right position to get ate by the anteater. Listen. Something's going to snatch you up. But you don't want to be in the wrong watering hole at the wrong time because you could get swooped up swooped by the wrong thing. By the wrong thing. Absolutely. And I mean, there was a point where I got swooped up. But again, that's for another story, you know, because we ain't got enough time. This is it. The, okay. But again, <laughs> the watering hole is one of those situations where, again, you're making sense of what's out here. You know, yes, and you're putting yourself in the right place in the, the right and time. at the right watering hole. Because I mean, I almost gave up on dating, to be completely honest with you. You know, now hopefully my mama don't get on the internet because I didn't tell her <laughs> how my boyfriend and I met. And as far as she knows, it's Dunkin' Donuts. That's what we're gonna stick oh, with. Lord, not how the ice cream shop that smelled like dead bodies. Listen, okay. we met at Dunkin' Donuts in terms of where we <laughs> met, quote unquote. I'm giving you the quoting fingers, okay? But I was on a dating app, it was called Hinged. And at that I point, another friend of mine, huh? That's where I met Hinge. But the point is, that's where I met the boyfriend, okay? And so I had almost given up on the dating apps. I'm not going to lie. They they weren't my favorite. I don't, you know, I don't do too many dating apps. But this was my last attempt in terms of the dating apps was concerned. Because my attempts at, I guess, meeting someone in person weren't the greatest. I don't think I'm a good at flirting. But enough about me. Let's go we're back gonna, to the story. Yeah, and we're going to have a whole episode on flirting. We're going to have a whole episode yeah. on how I suck at it. And I'm thankful for the man that I have that is in this house. So, okay. <laughs> so back to the story. Story about time. the guy that I met on the dating apps. So yes. He's not like a proponent for the dating apps. But honey, no. I've been on all of them. Mm-mm. So he shows up. Cute. Matches the the profile, you know that movie Waiting to Exhale. It's yes. one of my favorites. Okay, is I, it? It is. It is. Oh my okay. gosh, Savannah. Okay, oh. okay, don't even get me started. All right, I won't because we got a lot of time. Okay, 
So anyway, I sighed a sigh of relief. Like it was, I exhaled when he showed up and I was like, because oh, he's not fat fishing me, hat fishing me, cat fishing, you know, it's him. Right. Um, and, and we kicked it. We ate dinner and then we ended up shooting pool and it was a vibe. It's a vibe. Like, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. So um, I say all that to say after the date, he talks, we're speaking, we're, we're, you know, we're talking to each other in the car and he's like, you know, this is it for me. I'm good. First date. Yeah. First date. He's like, we can go ahead and wrap this up now um, because I ain't trying to be out here. And I'm like, oh, okay. So now mind you, again, to give you the context, this is a date during COVID. Okay. This is a date. Yes. And so one of the things that we have been noticing or Luana has been noticing as it relates to the dating scene is that men seem to be very clear pretty quickly about what it is they want. And we're not sure if it's because of COVID or this is just how they normally would move. Correct. So I asked him because, you know, I'm going to ask the question. I was like, is this how you know? How you know? On day one. Oh, yeah. And you got to ask these questions. I, I tell everyone listening, hey, don't be afraid to ask the question because I think that's how we end up in a lot of terrible situations, even, you know, with what I do for a living. People don't ask the necessary questions. But, hey, I'll delve into that a little later. So I asked him, you know, like, well, how do you know this is what you even want? He's like, well, I just pick up on a lot of things about your personality and the caliber of person you seem to be just from talking to you and interacting with you. And I love it. I love the experience. How long did you guys talk before this date? Oh, like three weeks. Three weeks. Maybe okay. two or okay. three. Probably about two weeks. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. So I can see that. It's like I, I, see I, that. I feel, you know, I see something in you that I know I'm not coming across regularly. Right. He's like, and, and this is the part, y'all. The fact that I'm able to readily identify at 35 years of age lets me know that it ain't going to take a whole lot of other niggas a lot of time to identify it. Mm. So if I'm out here and I'm interacting with you and I'm like, oh, I want me a Luana. Everybody else want a Luana too. Mm. So mm. I got to get while the getting is good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I felt like it was a very honest response. Not was, COVID. And, and, and it was some real nigga shit. Like. I, I instantly thought of that song, that that uh, line in the comment song. Don't take a whole day to recognize sunshine. What song is that? The light. Child, don't give me loud. The light. You know that song. Come on. Common. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna so. Play I'm doing her. the. Um, She's being ridiculous. The right? Marge Simpson anyway, phase where I don't. I feel like I should wow, know the song. You should definitely. I, and when I get off of here, I'm gonna make sure I take listen to the song for sure. Anyway, that's crazy. the famous line in the song. He says it doesn't take a a whole day to recognize sunshine and it doesn't it doesn't because the sun is an amazing thing and it comes up day after day and we may not take the time to you know acknowledge its beauty and its power and give it the the you know excitement and and just applause that it deserves but it is a beautiful thing and it yes. happens yes. and when it when you do acknowledge its beauty it's not comparable to anything else it's the same thing. I felt like that's what he was saying about my personality, that it's like out here, when you come across something great, it don't take 50 days to understand that. Okay, been so out here. he said that. What did Luana say? Luana wasn't ready. I mean, <laughs> mm, Luana wasn't ready. And therein and, lies okay. the climax. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Luana wasn't ready, but that's because, you know, I just... 
you know, it, I could be slightly cynical. I don't know, you know. Okay, I, so full disclosure, we mind you, we under we we got a thirty minute thing on this this second part. Anywho, um, Luana was in a relationship, and so are we. Because you weren't in a long-term relationship, do you feel like that's played a part as to why you couldn't necessarily feel what he was feeling in that moment? I felt the vibe. I did feel the vibe. Um, and I love love. Like, I love to be in love. But I'm I'm that way, that much of a free spirit, almost to a fault. Because I fly by the seat of my pants, I go with it. And sometimes you have to... You know, something can be a vibe, but you should probably do the research. Kind of like that commercial that says, check the car facts. You know, you can be in love with a car, but if that shit been wrecked 80 times, you might have a front end alignment problem and it mm. might take more than one test drive to figure that out. Right. And and that's kind of what I'm on now about, you know, dating more intentionally. Mm -hmm. um, although I'm very much like a free spirit and if you, hey, I feel it. Let's go. But as far as like being monogamous and cutting everyone else off and really putting my efforts and my energy and pouring into someone, mm -hmm. I need some car facts to go with that. You know, I need the backstory. So you feel like within the three weeks before this first date, you didn't have enough of the facts to be able to make an educated decision. Correct. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely how I felt. And so he's been patient with me. Um, shout out to Jake from State Farm if you're listening. Thank you. Hopefully he not. <laughs> Hopefully not. I don't know how he would feel if he heard this episode. What do you mean? But I don't know. I mean, you talking about me? I don't know. You might be. You know what's that? Strawman, my pain with his finger. Oh God! Like, I don't know. Love is we patient. Love is kind. Yes. You hear the first sentence. Yes. Love is patient. He it is patient. And it's it kind was of, for you. But do he want you. you talking about him on the podcast? We don't know. You know, you know, but again, at the same time, we're being raw. We're being a little bit real in terms of what you really felt. True. And if so, you can't get with the real, you can't get with me anyway. So. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe this is just a, an, an opening, um, an, an enlightenment for him. If he is listening to this episode, we want you all to listen to this episode. We yes. want you to share it with your friends, share your perspective. We are going to put together a Gmail account because we would like for you to share your thoughts on this episode and what you think in terms of how many dates you should be going on before you get into a relationship? Do you think it's a set number? Or do you think it's just, it's a vibe? Or you know? if you have any, you know, like topics, questions, questions, topics. whatever you want us to discuss, we want you to share that with us. And we're going to make sure that we discuss those questions on future episodes. Um, we're coming to a close on this uh, episode. We really appreciate you giving us the opportunity to share our thoughts on dating, relationships, life, business, whatever it is that you guys want us to discuss, please feel free to send us messages. You can send me messages as of right now at my um, business email address, which is contact at ejleelawpractice.legal or or you can leave a message for me on my firm's website at www.thefellsfirm.com. Um, yeah. And so, like Talk I said, us and we will please, talk about it. Please, so we will. We are going to share the email address uh, that you guys can send official messages to. But in the meantime, between time, go ahead and send messages to the email addresses that we shared. Um, we've enjoyed talking with you guys. Hopefully, you enjoyed this 
this episode yes. of the Atlanta yes. Watering Hole. Get we you are, some water. Get you some water. Okay. <laughs> not no nasty water. Not no tap water. Thirsty. Thirsty. Well, whatever. Unless you like nasty water and in which case? Mm, I don't, well, we, that'll be another episode. Uh, I don't know what we're going to discuss about the nasty water. But as of right now, we're doing with the clear water. Okay. <laughs> And uh, again, this is attorney E.J. Lee of E.J. Law Practice, where the model is to be creatively legal and a pink elephant in your industry. And attorney Lawana Fells of The Fells Firm, where our motto is Proverbs 31, 8 and 9. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Be a voice for the ones whose voice have been drowned out. Voices have been drowned out. All right, y'all. So we are going to come back on another episode. But again, this is our first one. And we look forward to your thoughts and prayers. We're out. Bye. Peace out. So when we thought we were done with the episode, we realized that Luana forgot to share a story. And so now we're going to take this time to finally do story time. The story that we were supposed to tell besides this other one. I Go mean, ahead, Luana. I don't appreciate how. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm a little annoyed because I have been waiting for this story and oh it involves God. IHOP and I love IHOP. So. Oh, well, apparently he did too. So mm-hmm. anyway. Anywho. I meet this guy. Well, I start talking to this guy on the app. The app that I'm referring to is Bumble. Um, Shout out to Bumble. Shout out, because, you know, so far, hey, we, Bumble's been great. We are open to sponsorships, Bumble, because you out here. Out here. And I want to say shout out to Hinge, because Hinge is how I got my boot. All so, right. Thank plug, you. Plug, yeah. Plug. So, anyway, <laughs> on Bumble, the women have to like reach out first once they, you know, match with someone. So, I match with this guy. Um, I shoot him a message. We're talking back and forth. And before the day is out, he's like, hey, do you want to go on a hike? Like, let's go walking on a walking trail or on a hike this weekend. I'm like, sure, cool, not a problem. Again, we're in the COVID pandemic, quarantine. People are coming up with these new fresh ideas of what a date is like. So I didn't even think twice about it. I'm like, whatever. If it's COVID friendly because it's outside, let's do it. Flash forward to Saturday, which is the day the date was supposed to happen. It's pouring down raining. So he reaches out to me via text message because we exchange numbers and everything. And he's like, hey, I know it's raining and we can't go on this walking trail, but I still am interested in meeting you. Um, Let's meet up at IHOP. Okay. So okay. I, get to, I get to IHOP. He gets out the car. He's real smooth with it. He lets me get out the car first, mm. which lets me know he ain't new to this. He true to this. Mm. Like, he like, okay, mm. she's not going to catch me slipping. If mm. she shows up and she's not who her profile says, I'm out of here. Mm. So shows up and let me just say, he's fine. Fine, fine. Like, got the beard, which is EJ's definition of male makeup. Yes, it is. Yes, it <laughs> She's is. She's a sucker for a beard. I, I'm a sucker for a beard. I um, am. He's a good height, nice build, got a little swollenness going on, you know, on mm. the arms. Mm. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> I wish I could see my my uh, rendition of yeah, swole. It's terrible. Uh, <laughs> so we walk into IHOP, right? We're sitting down and he's looking at the menu and he's telling me, hey, you know, I was just in here last night. I was like, oh, okay. Well, it's 8 a.m. So, you know, that wasn't that long ago. You must love some IHOP. My dog says, yeah, I do. It's one of my favorite restaurants. I said, oh, okay, cool. You know, I'm I'm moving along, moving right along. So then they bring us the menus and it's like a shortened menu, you know, because it's the pandemic. So they don't have their full menu. Ah, okay. 
He is studying this thing harder than I study for the bar. Do you mm, understand what I'm wait saying? Wait a minute. He's looking, he flipping the page. Oh, harder than the bar, though? <laughs> you know what I, I mean. He's looking at it like, like it's something new going to be there. Right. And so the waiter comes. He's like, y'all ready? He's like, no, we're not ready yet. So we order drinks, right? Second time, waiter comes back. Y'all ready now? I'm like, I am. Are you? He's like, nah, nah, nah. I need a little more time. Still flipping this one-page menu from front to back, okay? Um, Third time, waiter comes back. And EJ, you know, I used to work at the Waffle House. So I'm very, very keen on how people treat our servers, on like what it means to serve a bunch of tables, you know, during a, a breakfast rush at a breakfast place, okay? So by the, time third, th- by the third time when the waiter comes back, he's like, y'all ready to order? I'm like, yes, we're ready. Because you need to get ready. Like, what are you, w- w- what are we doing? So he's like flipping back and forth. He has a really strong like Southern accent. And the I, I make my order, I place my little order and then we're waiting on him. And we're waiting. And we're waiting. And then he goes, um, um, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Wait, what? The waiter. <laughs> exactly. Your response was the waiter's response. Excuse me? <laughs> what did you just say? I said that chicken bird. I said, if I could just, you know, interject here. He asked if the chicken is big. And he's referring specifically to the chicken and waffles. He wants to know how big. He's like, oh, how big are the chicken strips? He's like, I mean, they're regular size. And then the guy is like, I mean, but are they big though? And so <laughs> Do he want like, like his his chicken strips to be the you, size of his arms? Do you want the whole bird? The like, uh, the antibiotic felt filled ones. So I say, you must be real hungry. You know, because I don't I, I don't have time. I'm you must be really hungry. He's like, no, I just I just don't want nothing small. I don't want them bringing me no small chicken, you know what I'm saying? I said, okay, well, how about you order it? And then if it's not big enough, you just, you know, order two more strips or whatever. He's like, yeah, 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 cool. I'm gonna go with that. Now, let me just be clear, full disclosure. I'm sitting here thinking, if this is your favorite restaurant and you were just here not 24 hours ago, Mm -hmm. why you don't know what you want off of this one page menu? I'm sorry, two page menu. What are we doing? What are we doing? So he orders the chicken strips. Then we start having a conversation. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to get swole, swole. But I want to be skinny down the middle. I'm like, okay. Keep going. <laughs> I got to change my order. <laughs> I should have ordered some grits. So then he goes and finds the server, orders some grits after the whole chicken debacle. Okay. I'm still sitting here because I'm still trying. You know, I'm really out here. I'm trying. I'm like, we could push through this, possibly. So then, you know, he starts having a conversation about dating. He tells me how I ask him how long he's been on, you know, like dating apps on the dating scene. He's like, oh, since childhood. <laughs> I wish y'all could see the face I just gave her because why are we a child out here on a dating app? So I was a little confused. I, I, I said childhood. He's like, yeah, you know, I mean, since I was a teenager, I've been on these apps. And, and, you know, looking back on it, that should have been a red flag. In red itself. flag. But, I, but yet still, I sat there and sipped my coffee at 8 a.m. in the IHOP. Um, yeah. 
So he's like, yeah, you know, and once you've been out here, like I've been out here, you got experience. You can tell right off if somebody ain't right or if somebody ain't this or somebody ain't that. And I'm thinking to myself, you might be the one ain't right. Mm. But I'll, okay. Anyway, flash forward, the man brings in his grits. I ask him why he was so pressed to ask me on a date that quickly. Mind you, we hadn't even been talking in the app a good 24 hours and mm. he asked me out on a date mm. and his response to me was because dating in atlanta now mind you he's not from atlanta he's from i think alabama or north carolina Clearly. he said that his experience in atlanta is that people are getting swooped up real quick he's like if you see a lady and you know she had she look halfway decent and she got anything going for herself you better jump on it because you might come back in a week trying to reach out and she like oh I'm taken. I'm in a relationship. Mm. So it was a tactic of his almost to like jump in, get it moving, go on a date, push things forward. Okay. So I want to stop you. Um, what was this about his prior profession? So, okay. We leave IHOP and he's like, I, you know, the rain has stopped. Do you still want to go on the walking trail? I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go walk. We're walking, we're talking. He decides he wants to start playing music on his phone. Turns on some music and it's like these slow jams. And he's walking with me. He's like, oh, oh. And I'm oh, like, what oh. are these noisy? Right. <laughs> he's like, you, 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 you sexy to me. I'm like, okay, well, thank you. You know, um, mind you, it's like nine o'clock in the morning on a walking trail on a Saturday. It's not too many people out there. He's like, then he starts moving his shoulders. Oh, you know, like, giving you a shimmy. Like giving me a little. I'm giving you a not shimmy. A, not quite a kappa shimmy. Not Shout a... out to my best friend, Kai, who's a kappa. Okay. You know, they weren't doing it like he wasn't doing it like that. But he was giving me a little shoulder action and then kind of like moving from one side to the other. He like, got as I'm rhythm. walking. He got yeah, a rhythm. Trying to show me he got rhythm. Mm. Then he starts like popping his hips. He like, oh, you didn't know I could do that right there. I got the moves. I said, I... I wish I could see my eyes. <laughs> if you could have seen my eyes, because I don't do well with facial expressions. I don't know what they're saying at right. any point, but whatever you see is probably what I'm thinking. What you think I'm thinking is what I'm thinking. Mm. So he starts like moving from one side to the next and like trying to push up on me and get me to move with him. And I'm like, okay. He was like, yeah, I got the moves, you know, because um, I used to be an exotic dancer. Mm. And exactly what you just said and did is exactly right. what I, I said. Mm, mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. All right. It's like, yeah, but you know, I'm retired now. So I only keep the moves, you know, in my repertoire and pull them out when I have to. Mm. I said, oh, okay, sweetheart. Well, that, that must mean you got a lot going on because you got the beard, you know, you got the muscles and now you got muscles. the moves. You, you, you a thirst trap waiting to happen out here in Georgia. You should have absolutely no trouble getting what it is you're looking for. All that being said, this ain't it. I got the mm. There. <laughs> so therein lies my story in a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen. I'm on this random walking trail now with this guy who I find out is an ex-stripper um, who keeps trying to lead me off the beaten path. Like, you know, it was paved. And he kept saying, let's go see what's down there. Down where? In the woods. Where was that? At? Um, it's called Graves Park in Norcross. Okay. Okay. I'm yeah, because you know how part. they have like the paved walking trail that's right. through like the woods. Right. Georgia is woody anyway. Right. Right. Um, if you want woods, mountains, slopes, 
All of that. Georgia got what you need. They got it. But don't Absolutely. keep trying to lead me off the path this page. Right. Like, this is where we walk it. Trying to have you on the back of a milk carton. Well, <laughs> quiet as kept. He would have been on the back of a milk carton because if it's got to be me or you, I'm going to make it be you. I would hope so. Don't let the size fool you. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to assume that uh, you blocked him or when he called or text, you just ignored it. Is that what happened? No. Actually, I'm not a ghoster. Okay. I actually do not like that behavior at all. I don't okay. know why that is a thing in 2020. Like, but I wish we would move away from that whole that whole thing. Like, it's not to me. It's counterproductive and it's very passive aggressive. And I've never liked that. Okay. I do not like passive aggression. Okay, so I'm not gonna lie, but this is for That's another not. episode. I am definitely <laughs> passive aggressive. And definitely I am not that. But I'm going to say, what did you say to him? I told him that what he is looking for, I can't provide. And his response? No, crickets. Oh, okay. Well, easy. Hey, Simple. That's fine. Yeah. What are you going to say? Thank you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But so, he can't say you ain't tall. Can't say he wasn't tall. Hmm. All right. So that ends that uh, story time. And we're going to pick back up. We're going to pick back up? Yeah. I don't know what we're doing, but we're going to come back. Yo, so we hope you enjoyed this first episode of Atlanta Watering Hole and us trying to give you enough. So you want to come back. Um, so Luana, of course, was finishing it off with an interesting date. About chicken strips and grits. About mm -hmm. chicken strips and grits and IHOP and a former stripper. Yeah, Magic so, Mike special. Whoo! I, I would like to know his name, but you know, um, maybe <laughs> that might be asking for too much because he is no longer a thing. No. Um, but I will say, just to end out this episode, I I tend to be a passive aggressive person, um, so I'm not very good at ending things. However, since I am an adult, a full grown woman, almost forty years old out here, I don't look it though. Um, she don't look. We need to at least be clear and tell people when things are done. There's no point in to drag things on. I'm not good at that. I will ghost. Yeah, and there's a balance. I mean, there is something to be said about constructive criticism. Sometimes you can grow through whatever you go through if right. someone gives you that. Right. You know, you can't fault a person um, for not something, not correcting something they've never been told. Absolutely. But that is for another episode. We just want, again, we want you to come back to the Atlanta watering hole. We don't want to make it too long to where y'all like, oh, they talk too much. We want to just give you enough to where you come back. And again, we want you to share your dating experiences. Um, if you're presently, presently in a relationship, you're out here in these dating streets, in these COVID quarantine streets, give us, let us know how it's been. Um, yes. We want to hear from you. Um, whether you're in Atlanta or you're in Dallas, you're in Miami, you're in Detroit, my hometown. We want to hear all over the world. All over the world. Talk to us and talk we to are us. waiting to talk to you. We are waiting to talk to you. So again, please join us again on another episode of the Atlanta Watering Hole. Ow. The Watering Hole. The Watering Hole. Miami.